Good morning, good morning, my friends. I got to tell you, I am very, very uh, excited. I I feel energized. I feel um, empowered. And and it's funny because with the news of our multi-level marketing business, somebody might say, well, well, why are you feeling like that? Because, because it's the person who I've become. It's all about the person who I have become. If this, you know, the same news, we had similar news 10 years ago, my reaction was so different. And, and, and it's all in link with what we're covering now in the podcast. And today we are in, at, we're going to do the close of chapter nine, the fulfillment question does working towards my dreams bring me satisfaction? And I was saying to my son yesterday, Hamid, I, and, and, and he says, how do you do it, mom? It's, I do it because personal growth can only happen when you have dreams with a big S that you want to achieve. That's why I keep probing my sales force. What are your big fives this year? What are your big fives this year? What is then your right now immediate goal so you can put your passion and your energy in the right place? So welcome once again to the podcast, The Close, The Importance of Fulfilling Our Dreams While Staying True to Ourselves, Our Values, is, is is important, but we got to stay th- true to our values. Yesterday, Melanie Miller is very motivated. She's going to launch the new catalog Saturday. And she says something to me. And I said, fabulous, Melody. But how are we going to share the why we do what we, we do? Because otherwise, my container is just another plastic container that resembles one in Dollarama, that resembles something in, in, in any any store, you know? And we had an aha moment, but we are in the, this, this chapter right now. So how do we achieve satisfaction, meaning to our lives? Today, through a story, Dr. Miller, she is back. She's got power. She will cover the six elements needed to be able to uh, become the person we need to become to achieve our next dream and we're going to she's going to talk about the gap you see i'm i'm always in the gap between where i am and the 280 million or where i am and the 1000 millionaires and it's in that gap that we come who we, we need to become to achieve our next level and marie pierre oh my god wait until she probes up with her question and she does it so thoroughly even with me in private when you guys are out there you know she pokes that finger where she, where just aggravates you but that's how we grow you know i i said to my son he's in even him is in a challenging time right now i said hammett don't listen to people that make you laugh you got to listen to people that criticize you you got to listen to people that uh, constructively criticize you understand what i'm saying and all those that, that flatter you flattery is an insult be careful son I used to hold Tupperware parties. I told you yesterday, I tell you again, oh, you're so good, Maria. Oh, you're so good, you're so good, so good. Nobody wanted to date a party. So how good was I, Monique, right? Flattery is a thousand a minute, okay? But to get that person that says, you talk too fast. We don't understand you when you talk, okay? To get that customer that says, it was fun, but I don't see the value for me. Now, that's truly a person that loves you and wants the best for you. Now, those kind of people, we usually end up hating them. Why is she telling me that? Well, if, you know, if I want to grow, I need to talk to Melanie Miller. 
because she aggravates me. And but that's how I grow. That's how we grow. That's way how we grow. So anyways, I just want to say this in opening. Many of us may believe that fulfillment comes from things we do or the the positions positions we hold you know the titles what you know the letters that follow my name but the truth is that fulfillment comes from living a life that's aligned with our values and working towards our dreams this is why people like mohammed with a phd sell tupperware okay because it's not about the title but more is aligned with my values uh, mohammed could not tolerate having a huge um, convenience store and making sure that you keep the employees small at minimum wage he, he would never that would never have aligned with his values you understand so this is so important as we pursue our dreams we must ensure that we do not violate 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 our values or compromise our principles so a lot of times we've caught ourselves selling plastic selling plastic selling plastic but why what's the purpose of this plastic you're putting in somebody's home everybody follow me okay otherwise it has no sense what we are doing right so it's got to be aligned with for my business, saving time. How is it gonna help my customer to save time? How is it gonna help my customer to eat more healthy? How is it gonna help my customer to save money? How is it gonna help my customer to be part of the protection of the environment? And honestly, if I'm gonna sell a product that doesn't respond to those four elements, I'm not gonna showcase it. Aha! Everybody follow me now? Aha! Do I love this podcast or do I love this? You understand I'm doing the podcast for me, by the way. Do everybody gets that? Okay, good. Okay. So it is easy to be caught up in the pursuit of success. I want to be number one. And then we forget about the importance of staying true to ourselves. So here we're climbing the ladder of success, but it's against the, the wrong wall. However, we must remember that the journey towards our dreams is just as important as achieving our dreams. It is the process of growth and self-discovery, the person I have to become, that leads to true fulfillment. So before we dive in with Melanie Miller, I want to once again ask you to share and ask the people, does your job align you with your values and your principles? How many people are in jobs they absolutely hate? Okay, why? Why are you doing this to yourself? It's called slowly killing yourself. Okay, this is why I have this saying in French. I think it translates the living dead, the living dead. They're dead, but living. You know, like, no, 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 okay? Please share. Number two, I definitely want to thank Lee, Sylvie, Matthew, and all of you that take a, a, a moment, a true moment to, to, to do a warm welcome to the new people that show up on Podbean, the new people that show up on Facebook, the new people that show up, show up on Zoom. It's that warm welcome that is growing the millionaire of the diamonds. I see one day this group is going to be like millions all over the world of like people where our intent is to be a better version of ourselves and level up no isn't that wonderful a whole community just people like that okay um it, 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 i see it we're already at 2500 if you haven't joined our group yet the millionaire of the diamonds go i was checking yesterday i always check what jacqueline does the marie pierre she's really good she is really good so she added you want to hear this she added steve harvey why only two percent succeed 
Mm, go listen to it. Oh, I love that guy. He's sexy. You know, he's very sexy. And then this one is interesting. I haven't done it yet, but very interesting. You can heal your heart with a mirror. Now that one is interesting. So thank you, Jacqueline. Just add so much value. And we have our lives coming in from Lise and from Marie-France. Um, the, um, what, the, what does Marie-France call it? The uh, motivational minute or something like that. Don't, so don't forget, this is your platform. It's not just ours. You can talk on it as much as you want. You can animate a podcast if you want, as long as it's aligned with personal growth. This is where we're going. D uh, developing ourselves and the person we need to become to achieve our next level. So with no further ado, over to you, Melanie Miller. Now I'm excited. I'm finally got the going to get the story. Okay. Good morning, everybody. So this story is um, about a, uh, a girl who basically, well, a lady now, she went from Wall Street to the back roads of Africa. And, um, you know, sometimes people want to find fulfillment in different ways. They can walk away from a potentially successful and highly lucrative career to something more fulfilling. Jacqueline Novogratz did that. She left her position in Wall Street and she went to pursue something else. She has an aptitude for business and is the oldest of seven kids. She worked her way through college and went to Chase Manhattan Bank to do international banking. Three of her siblings are also in finance, one of whom is Mike, and he is the president of Fortress Investment Group, who were listed with Forbes as the top billionaires in 2007. So she knows something about finance and she knows what it can bring you. She actually admires Henry Ford as one of her heroes. He made the connection between business and consumers. He realized that his workers were also his consumers. And so Henry needed to pay them enough and make the, the uh, vehicle cheap enough so that his workers could buy it. As well as that, she has... Um, as well as finance, Jacqueline also has a heart for people. Another hero of hers is Mahatma Gandhi, and she, he, because he understood the importance of human equality and human dignity. She loved his ability as a marketeer and a communicator to move a continent and then a world. She traveled the world for three years with Chase Manhattan Bank. And during those three years, she saw a lot of stuff which really didn't gel with her. She was in Brazil where they were having a financial crisis and she's walking around and seeing people in the slums who barely have enough to eat, let alone get credit from the bank. While Chase Manhattan Bank are writing off millions for the rich people. She said something is not right about this picture. She wanted to help the poorest of the world. So she sold off everything. She arrived in the Ivory Coast with as she was young, idealistic. She arrived with some poetry, a few clothes, and of course, a guitar. 
she was going to save Africa. And of course, she was very naive. And uh, you can't save Africa much with poetry and a guitar. But she sought to help people and businesses by looking at microfinance projects. She knew a lot about those. She went to Rwanda because she heard about a group of women, uh, supposedly prostitutes, 20 of them who were running a bakery. And the bakery was failing and basically these 20 women were gonna be destitute. So she arrived there and um, she found that actually they weren't prostitutes, they were single mothers. They were cast out from society and the church was trying to help them by working them to the bone for 50 cents a day in a bakery. But worse than that, the bakery was failing. So Jacqueline said, I'm going to turn this business around and I am going to make sure that these people are going to be able to look after themselves. So she did that and um, she was able to leave them earning wages three times the national average when she left them to, to create a business. She understood the power of capital to create business and the power of business to create change. Her vision became clearer. She wanted to combine the, the power and sustainability of business with a charity who wanted to help the poorest of the poor. She went to Stanford, she got an MBA, and then she opened or she set up her own charity. And her own charity is called Acumen. And if you look on the opening page of Acumen, this is what it says. Acumen Fund is a non-profit global venture fund that uses entrepreneurial approaches to solve the problems of global poverty. We seek to prove that small amounts of philanthropic capital combined with large doses of business acumen can build thriving enterprises that serve vast numbers of the poor. Our investment focus on delivering affordable, critical goods and services like health, water, housing and energy through innovative market-oriented market approaches. So she was really using her, her skills behind her and her business acumen to create this fund. And she saw that business alone do not help the poor and charities alone do not teach the poor. So she wanted to combine the two. Now there are some, uh, she wanted market-based approaches that supports, support sustainability in business with the potential to grow and empower people when charitable dollars run out to solve their own problems. We want to transform the world in how they see poor people not as passive recipients of charity, but as individuals with the potential to take control of their own destinies. Whew. There are some charities 
that lends, say, $150 to um, a group of ladies to buy sewing machines and, and set up their own business. My own family, every Christmas, we give the children a $25 um, voucher to invest in a micro business. Um, and um, But this, what she wants to do, that's not that. She wants something much bigger. She wants to invest in a whole business that will help lots of people. Acumen invests $600,000 to $1 million in businesses to, that make products and services for the poor. She has created medical services in Mumbai, India. She has uh, made bed nets against malaria in Tanzania. She has provided affordable housing in Pakistan and drip irrigation systems in India. And all of these employ a lot of people to make the stuff as well. So she puts in the investment, she grows a business, and then she leaves them to run it. And eventually they can pay back the investment. She has been working 20 years in the field now. She's no longer naive, but she's definitely fulfilled and visionary. She sees, she sees real opportunities for change. She wants to change the lives of millions of people. And she believes that we can do that as, as a world. It's often a long way between an idea and the fulfillment of a dream. Every even a little dream, but you must have satisfaction on the journey to be able to get there. And people who do this, they know that they need to have six things. The first one of these, where's my paper? Okay. The first one is fulfilled people understand the difference between the dream and its realization. Well, she was under no misconception that her dream was going to be over in six months. No way. She knew that there was a huge dream and that she would have to uh, keep going. But she was fulfilled on the journey to realize the dream. Number two, fulfilled people understand that the size of the dream determines the size of the gap. The gap is the gap between the idea and the fulfillment of the dream. Well, obviously, if you micro-invest $120 to buy sewing machines, there's not a big gap in the dream. But when you're talking about investing millions of dollars then and changing millions of lives, that gap is huge. So you have to understand that when you set your dream. Fulfilled people keep dreaming while making the journey. So on the journey, um, Jacqueline was thinking all the time of all the other people that she would be able to help, how she would be able to move forward and, and have a real influence on hundreds, thousands, millions of lives. Fulfilled people appreciate each step of the journey forward. Well, every time she was able to create a new business, to create a business that operates itself, she had that feeling of fulfillment and satisfaction and wanting more and seeing more. And the vision just gets bigger and bigger. 
Fulfilled people make new discoveries while living in the gap. How on earth did she know or find out that there were a group of women in Rwanda that needed help? Because she was discovering, she was looking for things. And every time she did a business, it opened her eyes to other businesses. She went from bread to medical supplies, to uh, to an um, mosquito nets, to building houses, to irrigation systems. Every new business is a new discovery. And fulfilled people buy into the natural law of balance. Life is both good and bad. Sure, do you think all her businesses were super successful? Remember she said uh, we invest 600,000 to 1 million in each property, in each business? Well, they've helped 18 businesses and spent 27 million. So sure, on the way, they have had to spend more and recover more. But understanding that is the, um, the way to get fulfillment and feel satisfaction. So now I'm gonna pass you over to Marie-Pierre, who's gonna give us some more information. Thank you, Melanie. So yes, we understand the question, the fulfillment question with the, those uh, points in this story. So are you able to answer yes to that question? So working towards your dream bring you satisfaction. So yes, a yes or no question. So does your uh, working towards your dream bring you satisfaction? So if you cannot answer yes, with the conviction then maybe you have the wrong dream or maybe you have the wrong attitude about it so if you ate what you must do in order to pursue your dream then you are on the wrong path so examine your motive try to discern why you have set your dream as a goal so maybe there's inconsistencies between who you are and what you're trying to accomplish so maybe the problem is your attitude so we have a few questions for you this morning to see if it's your attitude that is the problem to answer yes with conviction to uh, the fulfillment question. So question number one, are you a positive person or an ide idealistic person? So go in the comment, go in the chat, just answer what you think. Are you an idealistic person or a positive person? Because there's a big difference between the two because being positive, is you need to have fact to see the good side. You believe yes in faith versus if you are an idealistic person, it's all created in your mind. You always want perfection. You believe in destiny, that everything is already <laughs> in line for you. You cannot change anything, but you believe in perfection. So stop expecting perfection and go with the positive person. So yes, go see the good side of every situation, but don't want to go for perfection every time. So accept the way your dream is unfolding instead of holding out for perfection. So remember that life is both good and bad. Question number two, is the size of the gap discouraging you? So do you feel discouraged when you think about everything that is between now and your goal so if your dream are huge then so is the gap remember so change your expectation concerning how long it will take you to achieve your dream because 90 percent of all disappointment 
will come from unrealistic expectations. So you might not always feel motivated. Some days maybe you will need to reread your list of why you are doing what you do in effort to motivate yourself into action. But if we base our decision on the negative emotion, we will never accomplish anything worthwhile. Question number three, do you keep daily dreaming about your goal? So if you have stopped <laughs> dreaming, now you have to think about it because when some people start pursuing their dream, they think it means that they have to be all business. But let yourself dream a little bit every day. Explore possibilities, embrace options, be creative, and continuing to dream will actually help you move forward. Question number four. Do you appreciate the small step for, uh, towards your dream? So one way to feel fulfilled in the journey is to celebrate your successes. So recognize when you pass a milestone and give yourself credit for progress and it will encourage you to keep working and moving forward. So there is no fixed level of achievement or success that will allow you to live the rest of your life under cruise control comfortably and happily. And question number five, have you made a personal, made personal discovery and growth your goal? Because the surest way to reach a big dream is to enlarge yourself. The bigger the dream, the bigger person must you must be to achieve it. So what can you learn about yourself in your current situation and how can you grow? Because the secret to happiness is one word, progress. So progress equals happiness. That is because reaching a goal is satisfying, but it's only temporary, temporarily. So you can achieve a goal, it will feel good, but for how long? Maybe a week, a month, six months, maybe a year, and then it doesn't feel so good because the reason is uh, life is not about achieving the goal. Life is about who you become in pursuit of those goals. So never forget that the greatest reward of pursuing a dream is who you become as a result. So that is the five questions just to realize maybe it's an attitude problem to really have that conviction to answer yes, I have satisfaction when I work towards my dream. Okay, yes, you're good. 